0: psalm 81 and verse number 10 i am the lord thy god which brought thee out of the land of egypt open thy mouth wide and i will fill it i'm the lord your god who brought you out he brought us out of the land of egypt we were in bondage we were in slavery in the slavery of sin, we were in darkness, we were lost, and it is only the Lord, our God, who brought us out, for surely we had no strength to bring ourselves out. We cannot take any credit. We cannot say it was another God, a strange God that brought us out, no, He alone brought us out. He alone. Is the deliverer there is no other name under heaven among men by which we can be saved he alone is the Savior so our full confidence and hope is in the Lord our gratitude our thanksgiving overflows to the Lord who brought us out it is only him He has delivered us not only from that darkness, that darkness of sin that we were in and made us children of God. He has delivered us from many things. We have seen many answers to prayer. We have been wonderfully blessed with answers to prayer. This little phrase, open your mouth wide and he will fill it, it has a dual meaning. It means to ask, uh, to pray for mercies, to ask freely, to ask abundantly, to ask boldly, whatever you need. Of course we ask within reason, we ask rightly, according to his word, and we ask in faith. We always ask in faith, and we ask with a humble and a contrite heart. But it also means to receive his mercies, mercies that he's ready to give. He says, I will fill your mouth. I will grant what you need to you. And one of the concordances says, upon your condition of obedience to my word, he will grant to us what he needs. The young birds open their mouths in expectation. The young birds have big mouths, they open them. But it's not guaranteed that the adult bird will have something to give to that open mouth. The bird opens its mouth whenever it sees the mother. But it's not guaranteed that the mother has some food. But not so with our God. Our God always has what we need. He's never empty-handed. The streams of heaven run full. They are never empty. And this promise is that I want to read in Psalm 103, and verse number 5, the scripture says, "...who satisfies thy mouth with good things, so that your youth is renewed like the eagle." God satisfies our mouths with good things. God's treasures are more than enough. He will replenish our hungry souls. We must believe and have confidence in Him. Our faith should be in Him to supply all our wants and all our desires. But sadly, how many times... How many times have I done it? And I know everybody, we look to a friend, we look to man, we, we don't hope in God. Our first thing is, who can I ask? But our first thing should be, I must bow my knee and call upon the Lord my God, for he is faithful. It is much wiser to look to the Lord for help. And there's much more supply that can come from God. God's supply is richer, deeper, and longer lasting than the supply that any man can bring. And therefore we ask Him and we have our hope in Him and we have our confidence in Him because He knows where the answer lies. He knows and his timing is perfect even although if it doesn't match our timing we trust him this week i read a little story that touched my heart and i want to share it with you and it was about a little boy a young boy who was in a school uh, attending a prayer meeting he asked the teacher who led the prayer meeting he, he said teacher I want you to please, next week, I want you to pray for my sister. Oh, said the teacher, what's what's the need? He said, well, my sister never reads the Bible. I want her to read the Bible. That's my prayer request. Oh, said the teacher, why do you want her to read the Bible? Because I know if she reads the Bible, it will bless her and help her and strengthen her and she may get saved. And that's what my prayer is. Oh, said the teacher, surely we will do this. And the next week prayer meeting came and the prayer request was given out. There is a young boy who is very anxious for his sister to read the Bible and when The prayer request was given out. Little Johnny, he jumped up, he ran out the room, and the teacher thought this was very disrespectful. And when little Johnny came back, all the crowd was already dismissed. And he said, now listen, my boy, it was very impolite what you did. You ask us to pray, you jump up, and you run out. Why did you do that? Oh, he said, teacher. I was so moved that you were praying. I ran home to see if my sister was reading her Bible. You see, he had great faith. He he believed that the prayer would do something. This is faith. And this is how we ought to believe when we pray. And we ought to be expectant that when we pray, we expect answers. It says in this little story in the end, it says, Do not pray saying, Lord, turn my darkness into light. And then you go outside with your torch or your candle, not expecting any light. No, when we pray, expect the Lord to do according to as you have asked, according to your faith. So divine supply, divine Help comes from asking the Lord in prayer. If we ask in prayer, He will grant us more than enough. When we find the Lord, it's such a joy and it's such an encouragement. When we pray and we know the Lord has heard and the Lord has brought an answer. And we can honestly say I told no man I never mentioned my need To any man But my God heard my prayer There's such a joy To answered prayer There's such a joy When we see the hand of the Lord Provide for us And not the hand of uh, Somebody that we asked I sought him With my whole heart And I placed myself in his hands fully, and I found that my God provided fully for me. Nothing gladdens the heart more than answered prayer, when we see that the Father's loving help comes towards our cries. Answered prayer is so precious, but some, they never experience answers to prayer. Why not? simply because they don't ask in prayer. Their hope is not in God. Uh, the devil, Satan, deceives them and tries to get their eyes off of God. It tries to get them to doubt that God is faithful. But know this, God is able and He is willing for All the promises of God are yea and amen in him. He's the rock of ages. He keeps his promise, the one who can be trusted. We keep our eyes on the Lord. We don't let the devil sidetrack us and look to our schemes for help. When we pray, nothing should be thought too big to ask the Lord. Nothing should be thought too hard for the Lord to do. Too good, oh the Lord won't give that to me, that's too good. He grants answers if we will but keep close unto him. Remember when Nathan the prophet came to King David, after David had fallen and David had committed a great sin. And the prophet reminds him and he says, I made you king. I gave you this. I established you. I gave you the house of Israel and the house of Judah. The wealth of the kingdom was at your service. And then the scripture says, And if this were not enough, I would have given you more. Isn't it amazing that God had given him so much and now God says, I would have even given you more. We cannot have the attitude when we pray, oh God, you've given me so much. No, when we ask, he would give us even yet more. Look how generous God is. He gives more and more. There are no limits without God. Only we cannot pray for and desire forbidden fruit. We can boldly ask in prayer for everything that he has promised and I may say more about that later. But what do we do or what should we do when we are in trouble? The whole nation of Israel was in trouble. They were under a heavy burden in Egypt, but God removed the basket from their shoulder and he brought them out from under slavery. And this is a picture of God bringing us out from under the slavery of sin. Sin was our biggest trouble. We could do nothing about it in our strength, but in His grace He remembered us and He set us free from the power of sin and death. So if He set us free from our greatest trouble, how much more Will He freely give us all other things that we ask, the little things, the little troubles? Ask yourself this question, how did you come unto salvation? God drew you by His Spirit, but there came a time when you called upon the Lord in prayer And when you called upon the Lord in prayer, He heard your cry and He delivered you. He washed you clean and He made you a child of the Most High God. It came by prayer. In this trouble you called and I rescued you. Within the secret place of thunder I answered you. I tested you at the waters of Meribah, Selah. So in the same way as, as those Israelites called out to the Lord, we must call out to the Lord when we are in trouble, not just when we are lost and in sin, but in every trouble, every difficulty that we face, we call on the name of the Lord. But not only in trouble do we call, for the next portion of that, Bible verse that I just read, within the secret place of thunder, I answered you. Many believe what this is referring to is the thunder of Mount Sinai. At that time, Israel was not in any trouble at all. They were safe and they were in a glorious position. And you and I, we God's children, When we are safe and in a glorious position, it's so easy to neglect prayer. It's so easy to forget to pray because we are safe, because we are doing well. But we must not fall into this temptation. We must remember that God deserves all praise, all thanks. One of the writers of old says it like this. So many eat. And drink, they breathe god 's air, they see god 's sun, they walk on god 's earth, they receive god's mercies, yet they don't give a single word of thanksgiving to God. so when it's going well with us, let us give thanks to God for all that is going well. let there come a flowing forth of gratitude to our Lord. Let us thank him for his goodness, his mercy, his kindness for all the things that he has given us. And then the last part of verse 7. I rescued you when you called even at the waters of Meribah. These were bitter waters, bitter waters. And we all face bitter waters. But they also refer to waters of strife even when there's contention and conflict and I'm sure that in our lives we've all had contention and conflict and fightings within a family or amongst friends or in the workplace even in these bitter waters even in these conflicts we must remember to cry unto the Lord our God and He will deliver us and answer our prayer. But some people, they have a worry. They say, well, this is my fault. This contention started because of my foolishness. I was proud. I was the one wrong. How can I go to God now and pray? But remember, Israel had murmured. They had complained. They did not deserve God's help. And often we think that we don't deserve God's help. But what does the scripture say? Yet I continued my favor upon thee. Selah. We stop and we consider God's goodness. Our badness and His goodness how helpless we were, how lost we were, and how faithful he was. We call to mind the glorious redemption, all the previous victories that he has done, in spite, in spite of our many wanderings, our many mistakes, the Lord has been faithful. God is speaking to Israel, but he's also speaking to us. We come to the portion that I read to you from Luke, chapter 11 and verse 9. We pray because God is merciful to answer prayer. Luke eleven nine, and I say unto you, ask, and it shall be given to you. Seek, and ye shall find, knock, and it shall be opened unto you. This portion has the meaning. Keep on asking, keep on seeking, keep on knocking. In other words, don't just come in the midnight emergencies. Yes you are entitled to come and make emergency prayers, but we are to keep in constant communion with our Father and this is called abiding. We are to abide in the vine. This asking and this seeking and this knocking, many people think, oh, it's just a repetition. It's the same thing. But these terms, we can see them in a different light. We ask for that which we wish for, or we ask for that which we desire. We seek for that which we miss. We knock for that which we feel ourselves locked out of. I read this little quote. Prayer is like a rope which comes down from heaven attached to a bell. And when we take the rope, the bell rings in heaven. Oh, we must take that rope with all our strength. We must knock and knock and continue to knock until we receive our answer. Prayer is the appointed way of getting what we need. It's God's appointed way of getting what we need. For example, um, a traveler who is lost, what does he do? He asks for direction. And asking, I remember a story that I read this week as well. A young minister was amongst these mature ministers, these very well-known ministers, and he was asked to pray. And he said, oh, I don't know what to pray. They are such big men here. What will they think of me? I'm such a baby. The minister, the older man said to him, just tell God that. Ask him to give you words. And he said, Lord, I don't know what to pray in this group of mighty men. I ask you that you would grant me utterance and words. And words were granted to him. And he prayed a prayer that moved the hearts of all those big men of God. When we don't know what to do, ask. Ask and you shall receive. It continues and it says... We seek. We seek. Have you ever lost something in your house, maybe your phone, and you look for it? You really get serious, where's that phone, where did I leave my phone? You seek until you find it. And in prayer we seek until we get the answer. We seek as though we are seeking for a lost valuable possession. The other picture is it's a merchant that looks for pearls. He seeks that valuable pearl. And we seek the Lord in prayer like with tenacity, like that merchant seeks for that pearl. But then it says knock. Well, when I was a young boy, I was a boy scout and we used to have to go to houses and knock on the door to do what was called Bob a Job. We would knock on the door and we would say, I'm a Boy Scout. Have you got any jobs that we can do? Just one Bob. And they would give you a job and you get some money for the scout group. Well, sometimes we we were afraid and we'd knock on the door very softly. Oh, there's no one here. I'm going. But when we knock on the door, we must knock. We must knock until we get an answer. And that's what it means. Knock. Knock as if you desire to enter the house. Knock and knock and knock until you get the door opened unto you. Who, who is welcome to to ask, to seek, and to knock? All are welcome young and old, rich and poor, high or low, master or servant, learned or unlearned, all are welcome at the throne of grace. If they come in faith, we are motivated to pray when we realize who it is that is calling us to prayer who it is that is calling us it says I say unto you who is it that is saying this and declaring it Uh, I declare unto you it is showing us from whom the promise comes from the one who is faithful the one who is true the one who cannot lie the one who will give us what he has promised. Of course, it's assumed that we will ask right and that is in faith with an honest purpose to make good use of that which we receive. I read to you James chapter 4 and verse number 3 Ye ask and receive not because you ask amiss that you may consume it upon your own lusts so there is a right thing to ask and the assurance is this that everyone who asks right receives and everyone that asks receives it doesn't mean that every prayer is answered just the way you want it answered the heavenly father Gives his children what is best. He gives his children what is good, not what harms them. Because he knows us and loves us, we never need to be afraid of the answers that he gives us. We don't need to fear he knows what is best and he wants what is best. Psalm 81 and verse 8, the next verse. Hear, O people, and I will admonish you. Yeah, our God is admonishing, giving wisdom, giving instruction. He's speaking to his people. But it's so sad that we read that Israel's reaction is, is not good. Because he says, O Israel, if if you would listen to me, But they would not listen. They wouldn't listen to Him. How sad when we have fallen so low that we won't even listen to God or God's Word. Hear, O people, hear. There are things that we must do. We, whether we are a king, whether we are a pauper, whether we are rich or poor, there are certain things that you have to do yourself. Nobody can sleep for you. You have to sleep, do your own sleeping. Nobody can eat for you. You have to do your own eating. And nobody can pray for you. Well, they can pray for you, but you have to do your own praying. God wants us To be calling on His name. We come to know the Lord by prayer. I read a quote and it says, we cannot know God in Christ unless we speak to Him in prayer. If we want to be with Him in heaven, we must be His friends on earth. And if we wish to be His friends on earth, we must come to Him in prayer. We must have all prayed on earth before we can praise in heaven. Really to be without prayer is to be without God, without grace, without hope, without heaven and on the road to hell. How can we say that we are a believer and we've never ever called on the Lord even once in prayer? Romans 10:13 makes it very clear. Whoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. So our Christianity begins with a prayer and it is maintained by prayer. And there is a connection, the connection with God is prayer. One of the first marks that you are truly born again is this habit of prayer like when a baby is born, the very first thing that a baby does when it's born is cries. It takes a deep breath and then lets out a huge cry. And the sure sign that a Christian is born again is when they cry to God in prayer. And this is how Ananias knew that Saul was saved. the Lord said to Ananias, go to Saul. Ananias was afraid. And he, and he asked, well, how? How shall I know? He was worried. And the only assurance that the Lord gave him was, he prayeth. He's praying. And that was a sure sign that Saul was truly converted. Behold, he prays. You see, there are many resolutions, desires, wishes, feelings and and hopes. But even sinners can have desires, hopes. Prayer flows from a pure heart that has its faith in a living God. And this kind of prayer is worth much, much more then all of these human virtues put together. It's good for us to draw near to the Lord in prayer. Do not rush to to get your prayer finished with. Don't think that your prayer has to be eloquent words, just perfect. Prayer from the heart is what moves God. The cry from the heart is what moves God. If it's just words, it's just lip service. And God isn't really interested in lip service. He's interested in the cry from the heart. Oh God, help me in this problem that I'm struggling with. But how can we expect blessing on our life if we're too lazy to ask God for blessing? Oh, we must pray The Lord says to his church, open thy mouth wide and I will fill it. And he says, and I say unto you, ask and it shall be given you. Seek and you shall find. Knock and the door shall be opened unto you. Amen. But let's come to our, our closing hymn of thanksgiving. It is, I am trusting Thee, Lord Jesus.